0: Anian. You know, when it comes to repairing cars, just strange things happen in repair shops. I- The Car Doctor. Eclipses, full moons, high tides, low tides, bad weather. It affects all of us. It affects us, not just in our judgments and and the way we drive. Most people drive like they're nuts anyway.
1: Welcome to the radio home of
0: Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open, but I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie time to start your engines ron and ending the car doctor here at 855-560-9900 give us a call get on let's talk about your car let's solve your problem also this hour we're giving away our wix commemorative 1939 ford coupe diecast car courtesy of the folks over at wix filters Um, not only has wix been protecting america's engines for 75 plus years every once in a while they let us give away one of these great little diecast models Um, no tom i'm taking the car away from you you're no longer allowed to play with it (sighs) You know, you really disappoint me. You told me I could have this thing. I could take it home. I could play with it. And, well, you know. the, the problem is last week we forgot to give it away because you and Tony wouldn't give it up. And your point? My, well, that's just the whole point. This thing is really neat. It's got an opening hood and trunk. It's got a detailed Ford flathead engine, white wall tires. It's got a vintage 1939 North Carolina license plate uh, with great detail. Great detail. Custom Wix branded window box packaging. It's just a really neat piece, and it's a, a commemorative for the Wix anniversary. So uh, we'll be giving that away this hour as well, but we are here to take your calls and answer your questions, and I think we should. I've got a great conversation I want to have with everybody today. You know, we always talk about uh, good mechanics and why good mechanics are so hard to find. But somewhere in the course of this hour, I want to talk about good customers, and I want to talk a little bit about a story, a a conversation I overheard at the deli the other day, and, you know, how that's a bad customer, and I want to just make everybody think a little bit, are you being a good customer, and maybe we can increase and improve the flow of communication between repair shops and the people that bring their cars in, but right now, let's get over to the phones, let's go over to Zed from Houston. And uh, talk about his '94 Roadmaster with some uh, questions about uh, what's going on. Zed, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I
2: help? Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I had have been having problems with my car. It was it was uh, coughing back or stalling or back through the throttle body. Right. So we changed the distributor on it, put an brand new AC Delco in distributor on it. And that didn't they find fixed the problem so they went in there and they put the E C M on it, an electronics control module. Module. Right. And that fixed the problem and it runs beautiful now, but it needs to be programmed, I understand, to that V to that VIN number of that automobile. Okay. Right right now the problem is that the two Radiator fans, or electric fans, they do not run. When will the air conditioner run in with this 100, 100 degree weather down here? We need air conditioning.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so, 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 how can I help you? What's your question to me?
2: So, my problem is do, does this new ECM need to be recalibrated to my car?
0: It was it a was it a new ECM right from a General Motors dealer? Said? and and I'm kind of confused because if they got an you know a software empty ECM that wasn't you know was brand new from a GM dealer was it? I guess I got to start there. That's was true. it brand new from a GM no. dealer or was it a used no, piece?
2: No, it's not. You can't buy one. As I said, it was this car is too old. They have to they had to go to put an aftermarket.
0: Okay. So, you know, they they got a remand from a local parts house, probably, I'm going to guess and say maybe an A1 Cardone or something like that, that came yes. programmed already?
2: I guess, yes.
0: Okay. So, in 19, this was a 94. In 94, the computer was programmed by the, if I remember correctly, the flash module. Did they transfer over your Inside your computer was something called a prom or an and or a memcal. It was two separate memory chips, one or two, depending upon the year of the vehicle itself. Do you know if they transferred those over?
2: No, I do not.
0: All right. Do you st- but I
2: understand if the prom wasn't changed out, the car would not start at all. Is this correct? Well,
0: that's correct. But if the new computer came with a prom. And it gave it the basics, it would start, but it wouldn't have the correct characteristics to match the okay. vehicle.
2: Okay. But,
0: but the bigger question is do they still have the old computer or did they send it back as a core?
2: See, that I can see there again, I don't know. Right. I have to find that out on Monday, but I don't, the, don't have any idea what they did because they normally want that core
0: right correct and and if memory serves me correct we're going back 20 something years it yeah. was the, it wasn't a prom anymore it was a memcal and the okay. memcal the memory calibration stick built into the pcm was it's the last four digits that determine the application per vehicle all right so you know if it depends on where the computer came from if the computer came with a memcal then they probably sent yours back complete. But if that's the case, all is not lost because there are some aftermarket companies out there that you can give them the VIN, let them go back. They will look up how that software was supposed to be flashed originally from GM. You might have some downtime with the vehicle where you have to send that MemCal chip back to them. They will flash it and then send it back to you. All right? To my knowledge... I don't believe a tech one, which is what it would have been in 94, a tech one scan tool would work in this application. I don't believe we were flash capable uh, back then. I don't think it applied. Uh, I could be wrong, but it was it was very late in the game for OBD one. And in all likelihood, this is going to require a memcal to update the PCM. That's where all the you know software updates were. And um, yeah. you know, that's that's basically how it worked. So, but uh, try that. If that doesn't work, give us a call back and I'll, I'll I'll probably tell you at that point, send me the vin of the vehicle. We can have this conversation next week or the week after. Send me the okay. send me the vin of the vehicle, and I'll do a little more research on my side and, and uh, see what else I can find out for you. How hey, you guys holding up down there in Houston? you getting by all right?
2: Yes, getting flooded.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Zed. We, we appreciate the fact you calling us and, you know, taking the time. We know you've got a lot going on, and um, we, we hope we we're able to distract you a little bit from the from the storm you're feeling. We're going to be sending out the Wix 39 Ford diecast to you. I'd like you to ask you to stay on the phone. Uh, Tom Ray Jr. or Tom Ray the Fourth will pick up the phone. He'll get your mailing address. It's courtesy to the folks over at Wix Filters. It's the special 75th Wix anniversary 39 Ford Coupe. With some really neat detailing and um, you know options and just uh, just a neat diecast car good. to put on Thank the you, studio. Sir. You're very welcome, sir. We hope it. Uh, we hope thoughts of it until you get it will help you pass the time of day until you guys uh, get safe and secure and uh, help dry you out and help you put up with all this aggravation you're dealing with with your car. So it was a pleasure to meet you today, Zed. Stay on the phone and Tom Ray, uh, the fourth will uh, take you uh, up on this and uh, get your information for you. Take good care. Um, yeah, that's you know wow. Look at the technology. See, and this is. This is what I've been saying for a while now in that what will happen to the older car and the technology? How will we flash that? How will we keep up with that? I mean, I started the last hour show talking about I'm amazed at the parts you can get. And I still think this car is repairable. I still think by hook or by crook there's a way to flash this or update this or change the memcal or solve this form. But it's the steps you have to take. And it makes you wonder how many people would... Take the steps, or how many people would just, you know, give up on it and and and, and go buy a new car? So, but um, in any event, Zed, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to give us a call. as We pointed out, and uh, good luck to you and your stay. Stay well, stay safe down there, Houston way. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Ron and, and the car doctor, coming back. We're right after this. <laughs> Welcome back. Ron and the, Indian, the Car Doctor, rolling along this hour, taking charge and fixing cars at 855-560-9900. By the way, more information at cardoctorshow.com, and that we've made it easier for you. That's all you need to know, cardoctorshow.com. Change is coming there, but um, that's where you want to be for information about the show, as well as podcasting and other things going on. Speaking of going on, let's go over to Steve in Maine with uh, some problems, 2007 Prius, and uh, see what's going on here with an ABS light coming on. Steve, welcome to The Car Doctor, sir. How can I help
3: Yeah, Ron, uh, the uh, ABS light comes on at exactly 63 miles an hour, and uh, and then it go it goes off uh, once you slow down. But if you come back up again, it comes on. But I've never seen a a light, a check engine light, that goes off and comes back on by itself.
0: Well, there's something, yeah. There's there's something going on here. Speed sensitive. Has anybody scanned it for fault codes?
3: Scanned it for fault codes. Let me. Uh, catch up to a little more here. Uh, I had a front wheel, a front right wheel bearing, and an axle, uh, an axle ring uh, replaced, along with the uh, the uh, uh, ABS sensor. And when I got it back, uh, the, um, the, ABS, uh, the the ABS the ABS a- ABS light was ne- never on before that, uh, but that came on, uh, and the uh, other problem was fixed uh, the wheel-bearing thing. Uh, but they, uh, I had it re-scanned by a Toyota dealer, and they said they found C1236 uh, on the uh, right-hand speed sensor, and uh, they, they thought there was a foreign object attached on it. Um, and what I did was go back to the people that had put it on for me originally and get them to replace it with a new one, and they did. And it, it didn't do anything. It's still the same. So it couldn't have been a tip damage that, that they're talking about.
0: Okay, so where does it stand now? Is anybody taking diagnosis further, or they're just... I'm waiting for you to tell me. No, him what to do. I
3: don't know which way to go with it. Okay.
0: Well, I'm, let's uh, let's let's back up and look at this logically. All right. Logic By the way, is your radio on, Steve? Wait, is your radio on,
3: Steve? No. Uh, well, uh, my wife's listening to a to it on the other. Okay. On a uh, tablet.
0: All right. So maybe she can move a little away because I can actually, it. I can actually you're, hear it. It's you're you're confusing it. me. Oh, I can. You want I, can me to hear, I can turn it off. Yeah, maybe if we could do that. It's yeah, it's like yeah, I, I can I can hear myself. I can, so I can, I can, I can, I can, can tell voice. something's up. Okay, Hunter, um, could you
3: turn that
0: off? Um, a yeah, little bit of live radio here, folks. This is what happens. Pat. No. Well, no. Could hey, you turn that off? You want me to tell her? She'll hear me. So we could do it that way. There we go. That works. Thank you very much. Um Thank you very much. So, and if she wants to hear this segment, she can go to Cardoctorshow.com and take the podcast second hour. It'll be up in a couple hours after today's oh, okay. show. Um, it'll be there. It'll be Good. there for you. But um, in any event, um, let's look at this logically. This problem didn't happen until after you had the bearing repaired, right?
3: Bearing
1: repaired,
3: right? That's correct.
0: So let's assume, which is a dangerous word, that it's related to what they did. We we've, we've now, got a, now we've got a 1236 which is a problem with a problem with an input signal or some kind of a signal out of the left front speed sensor. Agreed? Speed
3: sensor. Agreed? Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: We need to find somebody that understands what a scope right. is. And before we start taking anything else apart and run the risk of hurting anything. Yeah. We need to scope the signal out of the left front, right front and the two rear speed sensors. If, if oh, we, all four of them. Huh? Well, let's. It's. It's. It's not a bad place to start. Did they touch the right side? Right.
3: The right side? Yeah. Right.
0: Did they. Did they touch the right side? Steve, no. They just worked on the left uh, one. Yeah. Correct? The
3: right side is the one they did. Oh,
0: the right side's the one did they, they did, but it's the, coming up with a left fault code.
3: Coming up with a left fault code. Is, is it? Yeah. Maybe they mixed up. It was, it was. I've got the invoice in front of me. Well, it says C1236 well, uh, speed sensor, right hand.
0: Oh, 12:30. Yeah, well 12:30, 1230, but 12:36 1230, is a left front fault.
3: A left front fault. Oh.
0: To my knowledge,
3: to my knowledge. That's interesting. I wonder if they if they put a right front. Well, if they put a left front on the right.
0: It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't But obviously, you know, obviously there's a couple of things we want to do here. We want to go back and verify part numbers. Do we have correct parts and part numbers where they're supposed to be? And then verify that 1236. Memory serves me right. 1236 is a left front, is an issue with left front speed sensor, not right. Okay.
3: Okay. I, I kind of thought that myself.
0: All right. Now that all right. being said, now, that the be-all and end-all is all and I, will end scope, I will get out a lab scope and either I'll use a two-channel, four-channel—I two channel, don't care how I do it—and it. wave, and wave, all, four wave sensors. all
3: four sensors.
0: They gotta look the same.
3: They gotta look the same.
0: It's that simple. Wave them. Wave them. You know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do. What do you do for a living, Steve? What do you do for a living?
3: I I'm retired and I do some volunteer driving for a local. Uh, um, okay. How'd you make see, it, see.
0: How'd you make your living? Were you were you anything mechanical, electrical?
3: Uh, I was an accountant.
0: Okay. So tax, tax prepare. Yeah. Listen, I can. I mean, I can relate to that. That's you know. So you guys used a calculator. Calculator gave you the numbers in a digital readout. Correct.
3: Digital readout.
0: Correct. Right. Uh, so so the calculator was your voltmeter. It displayed things voltmeter. digitally. It displayed things digitally. All right. Every once in a while, you had to go to a a client, and you had to use Excel to show them things in a graph, how it would wave up and down, how their finances would go up and down, right? Same thing? Yeah. So a a scope is like an Excel spreadsheet. Instead of showing you the numbers on a calculator in digital format, it's, it's showing them to you in a wave. It's showing them as a graph. It's showing it as it goes up and as it goes down. So the huh. the graph, you know, when we scope something, the nice part is a scope is faster than a digital voltometer. It, it's, you know, think about how much information you could get to a client by showing them numbers on a calculator versus how much more right. information you could get to them showing them on a scope, on a graph, right? The graph, they could right. see the rise, exactly. the fall, they could see things in more detail. Same idea. That's what a scope does. That's
3: what a scope does. Right.
0: All right. So, best known good, if, if the repair shop says, well, we have to know what known good is, best known good is the other three sensors on yeah. the car. <laughs> that's right. what it's supposed to look like. Uh, you know, and that's that's better than any spec. Right, yeah, that's better than any spec that anybody could write down or, or or deal with. So, you know, I would scope the sensors, see what they look like, whichever one is the problem, take it apart. Something's wrong. It's that simple.
3: Right. Right. Uh, so the the C twelve thirty six could be any of the four.
0: No, to my knowledge C twelve thirty six is a foreign object on the tip of the left front speed sensor. It's 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 telling us that it okay. sees a problem with the left front. So. And and maybe and maybe this has nothing to do with any of the work they did. Could be a complete complete coincidence. Absolutely possible. Absolutely possible.
3: Right. So So I could have that yeah, I could have the left, the left front uh, checked. I guess. Right. So that's what I should start with. Maybe. Right.
0: What did the Toyota dealer want to do? What did the
3: Toyota dealer wanted to. Do? Uh, what? What did they? Uh, they said uh, there was a foreign object attached on the tip of front seat speed sensor, right hand. Okay. Check sensor. Okay. Sl- so forth, slight damage to tip of plastic around sensor, but. I think the other—that was before they replaced it for me.
0: So they replaced it, and there was no change.
3: There was no change. They repl- that correct do yeah, me a favor double double I'm,
0: check double check the 1236 I remember 1236 is a left front sensor right or wrong regardless okay. if that doesn't work scoping all four of these or scoping at least two of these to compare will give us a baseline to work from and then call me back next week and give me some more information I'm Roating the car doctor I'm coming back right after this This car is automatic. It's systematic.
1: It's hydromatic. Why it's greased lightning?
0: Hey, welcome back. Ron and Ian, the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900, cardoctorshow.com for more information. Hey, by the way, a lot of you write in and ask us questions about uh, super chips and um, you know tuners and all that's going on over there at Flash Pack. And uh, I just want to point out that now through September 30th, uh, we've got just about one month to go. They're giving me—they're going to be doing a $25 cash rebate on any Flash Pack controller. So uh, get out to the website, which I should probably have if I wanted to talk about this, but I don't seem to have it in front of me. Maybe Tom will find it and let me know. It's probably SuperChips.com. Yep, that's what it is, SuperChips.com. The $25 rebate thats what's going on. It's um, on all applicable Flash Pack SKUs or stocking units, and. Um, Superchips is offering a $25 cash rebate on any flashback. That's kind of neat. Now through September 30th. Oh, it says it right there. Something's wrong with my glasses today. I can't seem to read that well. I'm... uh i'm missing things so unfortunately i can still see thompson i'm going to point to tom and say didn't you have the- a birthday last week yeah you, you know, know, this may have something to do with that you know i'm getting old tom i can't i can't remember anything i can't remember i can't see i'm what i'm, I'm falling apart did you say something? yeah i Under think mind. i did yeah i think i did just remember your day's coming there judas so you just wait um turn on the phones let's go let me go talk to tom in wisconsin tom hurry up get me while i'm still here so how can i help you sir
1: First of all, I love your program, Ron, but here is what I'd like to say. Uh, I have a new Ford F-150 with the twin turbos on it. It's a 2.6 EcoBoost, and I've heard a few concerns in the past with that design about uh, having trouble keeping the valves clean. And so my question for you is, should I consider buying a factory extended warranty? Uh, I'm not actually going to put a lot of miles on this truck, but I am going to keep it for many years. So you have an opinion on whether or not I should spend some money. Not to mention, this truck has so many gadgets on it, Ron. uh, If I have to fix those and can't do it myself, I'm going to be in trouble. So just curious with your opinion, is a factory extended warranty at all reasonable?
0: How much is it, Tom?
1: Well, um from what they're telling me, a couple thousand dollars, which is I think discounted off the original price that they offered me. So,
0: 2 grand, let's 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 keep the number, let's keep it simple. So, let's say it's 2 grand for a extended warranty to how many miles? 100,000, 75,000,
1: 100, 100,000 and uh a total of 8 years. 8 years. So, for
0: 2 grand, 8 years, you know, yeah, I think it's probably worth it. Now, here's where, here's where it doesn't pay off. All right, uh, you know, how many miles do you think you're going to put on it?
1: Well, I don't think I'm going to get that many miles because it's a full size truck, and I just don't need that. So, I use another vehicle to get around most of the time.
0: Right. You know, here's here's the problem. All right, I put an extended. I put an extent I had my daughter put an extended warranty on her little escape. She's about seven eight hours from home now. And part of the reason was that if she broke down on the road traveling back and forth, I wanted to know that at least I could get it into a Ford dealer and maybe have somebody's attention. They seem to want to fix warranty, extended warranty vehicles faster than uh, non-extended warranty vehicles. That's just my sense. Maybe they maybe they see free money there. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but just one way of thinking. It gives me as a father a sense of 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 security. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's false hope. But one of the things it does do is it takes that $35,000 escape and gives me a little bit of security in the sense that if it needed a a, a $3,000 repair, not so much that it's just covered, but I've got everybody's attention because it is under warranty, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Um, yes. You know, yes. Um, yes. You know, the other side of it is at that $3,000 repair, if it needed a turbo and something else, um, you know, that's, that's two-thirds of the price. You know, your, your, your warranty is two grand. That's two-thirds of the price of that repair. So let's flash forward to you. Two turbos under the hood?
1: Yep. Whew.
0: You know, I got to tell you, good Lord, I, I just recently changed the oil on Rachel's Escape uh, yesterday. As a matter of fact, I went into the shop on my day off on vacation to change the oil and service it, and that oil came out beat up in black as always. And um, it just the turbo cars just seem to do that. They just beat the heck out of oil. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm glad there's extended warranty on it. Uh, yeah. my, my concern is, you know, how many times above and beyond a repair would I have the stomach to keep going? And, and let me explain that. Uh, we as human beings, there, there's, there's a side of us, I think, that if something has open heart surgery, oh, that's no good. Let me get another one. Um, so what, what was the what, right? I mean, that's just human nature. Because human nature got, you know, human nature just plays a huge part in how we perceive and what we do with our cars. And, you know, that really affects us. I think the way I would look at this is I don't think you're going to have engine failure. I would think, if anything, it's turbo or electronic and the components around it. I would go down and talk to the dealer and say, hey, you know, what have you seen fail? Um, What are the price of those components? and you know maybe it's not so bad 2 grand for 8 years if we broke that down into a per year cost it's peanuts
1: well actually it's it's only 5 years because the first 3 years is covered okay but, okay but, well i i'm with you completely i've been i've never purchased one of these and i've never thought i would and i'm a pretty handy guy so i can fix most things but this car is so this truck is so full of gadgets around right. that and that's um, i will never be able to figure that yeah, out that's,
0: now i'll tell you this you look at those twin turbos and the amount of heat that they generate, and we talk about oil getting beat up and the way that works. This is why you've got to use a good oil. This is why you've got to use a good filter. Um, you know, here's where here's where Pennzoil comes involved with their synthetics, and here's where Wix comes in with their filters. And, you know, this, this is just part and parcel. The two go hand in hand here. And, you know, you've got to use the good stuff so you don't have to use that warranty. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you are, but I'm just, you know, bringing yep. it up as a matter of fact. Um, that,
1: <clears throat> I've already, because of your suggestion, I've already got the uh, Pennzoil Fold Synthetic, and uh, so I and I appreciate that, uh, and I appreciate your program, and I, I'm glad you're out there, and I'm glad there's people like you out there, Rob. No, I'll
0: I, I tell you what, Tom, it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's very humbling to do this. I have, I have no idea how I got to this point. Um, I, I, I throw it up to the big guy upstairs. I think he just wanted me on radio to talk to people about their cars and their problems. And uh, here I am, 26, 27 years later. It's um, yeah. It's it's sure. kind of a neat Wonderful experience. program. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You had one Thank question you, about man. keeping valves clean before I let you go? Sure. Um, what was it?
1: Oh, well, you have talked a little bit in the past about a product, uh, maybe a fuel additive that might help keep uh, uh, the fuel clean, which might help uh, the problem that uh, there's a slight potential uh, with the valves in this engine because of the direct injection uh, Some people say that there's a little bit of a build up a carbon build up on the on the valves and so you have talked in the past about a uh, some kind of fuel additive that might help that.
0: You know, fuel additive and carbon cleaning is is, is a moving target. You know, if if, if some things in auto repair, doing brake repair, doing engine repair is, a, is is a bullseye. It's always there. It's a fixed point. Fuel system cleaning is a moving target, man. It's always changing, and because of that, I'm always watching to see who's got the best and who's keeping up in the engineering. And for a while now. Uh, the folks over at Berryman, uh, Berrymanproducts.com, you know, their, their Berryman fuel system additive with their high energy, uh, solvent technology, HEST, um, really is the good stuff. It's, it, it really works. And using it on a GDI engine has become essential now because we want to try and get some of that into the system. And because of the way GDI sprays directly into the cylinder, we miss the valves. And it's, it's just important because it helps prevent carbon formation. It helps break it down. It's a great double-edged sword um, from what I read and from the experiences I've had. And I've had customers have uh, report back as far as what they're seeing and experiencing. Um, you know, so, yeah, if, if this were mine, um, I'll put it to you this way. The, the littlest, the Nanian's car got service yesterday. It was in for its oil change. I got a bottle of Berryman. And I tend to do that at every oil change with her, and you know, she's got sixty-five thousand miles on it and still going strong. And I wouldn't expect it not to, but you know, knock wood. Uh, like I said, nervous father, six seven hours on the road. Uh, you want to make sure it's going to get there, so I try to give her every advantage I can. Um, Berryman's the way to go.
1: I'll take your advice. Thank you, Ron.
0: You're very welcome, Tom. You have a good rest of the day. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Ron and Andy, the car doctor, coming back right after this. back we're on a and name the car doctor let's get over to kelly in springfield illinois 2015 honda accord and some problems with starting it kelly welcome to the car doctor how can i help
4: i hope you can i appreciate your show very much yes sir thank you uh, you betcha um listen i got that 2015 accord and the other day uh the wife had some kind of problem with it. the morning she shut it down she got out and it beeped at her like it's not supposed to do and uh anyway she had to jump it up at the end of the day it got it home and uh the uh the push ignition the light was flashing and the screen would not go off and anybody could start my car you could go in there without a without a fob and start my car okay so what i did was i uh, i disconnected the battery of course and uh a couple times the the screen asked me it said uh depress the uh the radio audio button for two seconds and see if that clears everything up. And another time, the screen asked me for my security code. I couldn't get my security code from the dealer. And uh, all of a sudden, after about six disconnects and reconnects, the thing started working correctly. But I live in fear of it happening again. What Can you tell me what the trouble is? Yeah,
0: now let me ask you this. When it didn't start for her, she had the car jump-started? Yes. Okay. So you look at it as a simple button, right? That little button on the dash. It's just it's like a doorbell, right? I mean that's that's what you're thinking. Sure. Uh, the, the, the 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 truth the the truth can not be any further than that. It's, there's so much going on. When you walk up to a smart car, because that's what that is, when you walk up to a smart car with that key in your pocket, there's an antenna that's tracking where you are and whether or not it's really you and whether it's the right key and is the security encryption correct. And should it allow about seven different things to happen when you, A, reach out, touch the door, open it, B, sit down in it, and C, push the start button? There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of signals to I think the average start button vehicle incorporates anywhere from four to nine different modules just to get the car to start. Yeah,
4: that's so, what I was worried. About. Yeah,
0: and and you know, part part of this becomes, I would tell you, it would be worth the price of a computer scan to see what fault codes are in the system to determine. And and maybe you can't at this point because you disconnected the battery and erased memory, all right. And I understand why you did it. It's just you know that's a uh, there's no other way to say it, Kelly. It's it's an old school thought process, and you got to get out of that, all right, brother. It's 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 got to be, it's got to go somewhere. It's got to get scanned. Not not OBD two, but the entire vehicle, looking at all the modules. And and seeing what codes are there. At least then, you know, it's sort of like a stick out your tongue and say, ah, what's wrong with you? You've got a cold. They're going to look at you from top to bottom. Same thing with the car. My guess is that you are probably going to find out that this is either a module that's a problem or most likely a software update. I have I have read recently where some Hondas are having this as an issue. There is, to my knowledge, one if not two different software flashes they're working on to correct it. Um, there's a there. It, it's a, it's a software issue. It's no different than, you know, you, that, that desktop computer of yours in a Windows update. So I would say it's worth the money to go to the dealer, get a flat get a get a scan done, explain the problem, let them put it on file. And if it does reoccur, it's got to go back right away without disconnecting the battery to see where the fault occurred and for what reason. the reason the reason anybody could start it was there is a safety built in that it you know their their goal is to get you home, thinking there's a problem with the anti-theft system. Their goal is to get you home in some way, shape, or form, and not leave you disabled on the side of the road. Um, it's 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 not meant to be there on a consistent basis that you continue to drive the car that anybody should be able to start it if you follow what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, so you think my problem still exists?
0: I think your problem exists. It may not be rearing its head at this point, but it's kind of lurking in the background and the depths of the software, and I think it's got to be looked at. At the very least, you got to go to the dealer and get you know stick out your tongue and say ah, let them look at it, put it on file. There may be nothing they can do now other than, yes, we've updated your car to the most current software level, or it already is. Or they may say, hey, here's a common failure. Let's fix this and start the ball from there. One one or the other's got to happen. But, you know, then at least you'd, you'd sleep at night and say, I did everything I could possibly do.
4: Yeah, and just now it's out of warranty. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, of course so it's always worth it to go and have the conversation though do me a favor kelly it's kind of an interesting scenario call me back and let me know what the end result is I'm sure I would and i'm sure the other listeners would like to hear it as well let's see how good a job Honda does making a customer happy so good luck to you sir keep me posted and you know where to find me 855 9900 the car doctor's coming back we're right after this
1: like a picture, she was laying there, moonlight overhead
0: Welcome back. we're on The Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 number. I wanted to do this at the beginning of the hour, ran out of time, too many calls. Well, not too many calls, just a lot of calls. You can never have too many calls, because that's what we're here for. I want to just put this bug in your head. I always talk about, and I will close today with good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless, but customers are are worth their weight in salt, and you've got to be a good customer. Overheard a conversation the other day, and it was basically, my Honda didn't start, And then it did. And I don't understand why she said she was talking to a friend at the coffee shop because it was just in at the dealer last month and they changed the oil and told me that the car was in good shape. And now they want $90 to diagnose the problem. I'm not going to take it back until the car stops running. I'll just wait till it breaks. There's so much wrong with that statement that, you know, maybe it's good that I've only got a minute and a half before we end, because there's just there's just a lot to talk about. You know what? An oil change just tells you status at that moment. It's no different than going to the doctor, sticking out your tongue, say, ah. And God forbid you walk out and have a heart attack on the steps. It just it can happen. It maintenance puts the odds in your favor. It doesn't give you a guarantee. It's like life. All right, you get hit. You can get hit crossing the street by a bus when everybody tells you, hey, everything is fine and wonderful. So that being said, give your mechanic the best advantage you can. Go in there, let them look at things, let them do the maintenance, talk to them, get some reports, and work from there. Don't be stingy in your information. I'm Ron in the car doctor. Rem- Finding you, the mechanics aren't expensive, but they are priceless. See ya.